Oh, hi. Welcome to the first episode of Do It Today, where I talk to people about what they're doing today and how they're doing it. Let's just see how it goes. Today I'm talking to my friend Katie Horwich, who does everything. We nerd out on an editing trick that we both happen to use. We talk about being in the middle of submitting the manuscript for your first book. And Katie also shares a method to structuring her week. It's a genius idea that I'm going to steal. Here we go. So, hi, Katie. Hi. I am so excited. Am I your first guest? You are my first guest, so we're just going to see where it goes in this tiny little thing I'm calling a micro-podcast, which I say 10 minutes, 15 minutes, who really knows? But I just really wanted to know what you're doing today, and I know you have a lot going on right now, so I thought I'd call you on a random weekday in July and just say, what are you up to today? I love that you caught me today. Because today I'm dabbling in a little bit of almost everything that I'm doing. So like you said, I do a lot of things and I identify as a lot of things and a lot of descriptors. I'm a writer. I'm a mindset coach. I'm a speaker. I'm the founder of a platform that's called WANT. It stands for Women Against Negative Talk. And it helps people shift their self-talk patterns I also have been teaching group fitness classes for the last almost 15 years. I am also an artist, a creative at heart. I went to school for musical theater, and that was my profession for a very long time. And today and this week in particular, I've got some really cool days ahead of me where it feels like I'm dabbling in a little bit of everything. So off of recording, off the record, we were just talking about viewing everything that you do as like a portfolio of investments. I feel like I have this huge portfolio where there's certain things that I've been doing for a really long time. Like I've had a podcast called The Wantcast for the last seven years, but I also have a book coming out next fall and my manuscript is due September 1st. So now I'm adding author into my portfolio and I have a manuscript that I need to turn in pretty soon. That's a very, very big deal. And I don't think I've been able to tell you in person yet, but congratulations. And so now that a deadline is actually imminent, I don't want to scare Mm -hmm. you by saying imminent because I'm sure you already have all of those feelings going on inside. But does that become the most urgent thing on your day-to-day schedule? Yes and sort of. So the yes is yes, it is due September 1st. I need to not only turn in my manuscript, but I have to turn in a spreadsheet of anyone that I need to get permissions to, you know, republish quotes or lyrics or poems. I need to turn in basically the whole thing September 1st. So I love a deadline. And I know that you talk about this in your newsletter and in the various things that you do. When I have a deadline, I'm able to focus more on the tiny steps that make a big difference. So I can work backwards saying, I need this manuscript by September 1st. For me, it doesn't work to just be like, okay, well, good luck. I pare down and I say to myself, what specifically needs to be turned in on September 1st and what needs to be done before then? So fact checking, any sort of pre-readers, if I want to get other authors or people to read manuscripts, which I know you've done for our mutual friend, Danielle Friedman. So I create a spreadsheet for myself where I can check off every single thing. 
what does it mean to turn in a manuscript? It means that I turn in these chapters. How many chapters do I turn in? And really, I just go piece by piece by piece by piece. So I'm writing a nonfiction book. It's called, at least right now, it's called Want Yourself. And it is all about unlocking the power of positive self-talk in a real lasting way. And I have all of these small micro moment stories interspersed in the manuscript. And one of them is about my grandmother who passed away about four years ago now, three or four years ago. And so one of the big things that I felt that I needed to do was give that chapter to my mom to read, to get her blessing on. And I knew that she would probably be cool with it, but that was something that I needed for my peace of mind. And so I gave it to her yesterday. My mom is a very fast reader. She texted me. She wants to talk to me later. She loved it, but it's like, cool. Now I know that that's done. So I can formally literally check it off of the list. And that's how I function with really all of the projects that I do, because I don't tend to pick like small things to dive into. (laughs) And I think that when you're someone who doesn't naturally think small. It's such a blessing to have because you are able to go after these really exciting things. You're really able to see the bigger picture vision for a lot of things, not just with your goals, but in life. But it also can be really overwhelming. And so figuring out what is the priority within the priority is so, so valuable for me. It's so funny because, you know, we became friends first on Instagram of all places, and we've hung out exactly one time in person (laughs) over the years, um, and that was by accident. But I should have assumed that you were a very organized person because you do have all of these big, expansive, interesting projects in many different mediums, and it necessitates that you can break down these projects into small, manageable tasks, which is Mm -hmm. sort of the idea behind this conversation is, you know, it's great to talk about these big things. We all want to achieve these big goals, run the marathon, launch the podcast, release the book, but it really does come down to what we do every single day, right? And it does sound like you're the type of person who knows what they're going to do every day and how it sort of ladders up to that bigger thing. I know that there are probably some days where it doesn't feel so much like that. I certainly have those days. I was having (laughs) one of those days, you know, just this morning. And I was like, great, I'm having this conversation. The whole point is to encourage other people to look at their days and how they add up to a creative life or a work project or a more fulfilled direction forward. So is that next step just having the conversation with her, revising or changing or just moving ahead with the next chapter? What specifically is going to happen with that next? Yeah. What's going to happen with that next is I'll talk to her. I will hear any sort of feedback that she has that's, you know, like really personal feedback because Mm -hmm. there's also a difference between asking someone for their blessing to publish something and asking them for feedback on the structure of something or your work on something. Like I don't I don't necessarily at this stage in the game because I haven't finished the entire final manuscript that like I want to give to advanced readers. This is not the time where I'm necessarily looking for a deep dive into her feedback because also the stuff that I sent her is more personal. And so that line between feedback and opinion might get blurred at this point in the game. And I I know that. 
And then the next step is that I have my, so I, I wrote the whole manuscript and I wrote it a while ago because I love, like I said, I love the deadline and I didn't know whether I wanted to self-publish. I didn't know what I wanted to do with this thing, but I knew that it would never get done if I didn't just do it. So I've had this really, really rough manuscript for like two years now. It's been edited since then. And before we turned in my proposal to my now publisher and sent it off to different publishers, I revisited it again. So I've taken what I have, I've made it into a PDF and I have an iPad. And it's one of those iPads that like you can draw on with your finger or a pen. And so I am going in and reading it for flow and editing as I go, but not editing in the Word document, just like writing edits on it. So after that, I will go back to my computer, put the edits in, and then I have three different friends and colleagues that I'm giving it to, all for different purposes to read. Those are the next, I guess, two and a half steps. I do that exact same editing process, reading it on the iPad and editing it by hand. And it is so different than editing in Microsoft Word or Google Docs. And I think it's because you're reading it as a reader, you know, you're reading it as it will look on the page and you can't just start typing in new words. You have to think about, okay, I'm going to insert this sentence or this is a repetitive phrase or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I found that that's helped my editing so much, even with scripts and songs and nonfiction writing too. I think there's just a sort of gap that it creates between the writer's side and the editor's side of your brain, which is sort of necessary. If, as you said, you've you've already read this a hundred times and now you're polishing it up in a different way. That iPad pencil is really just a game changer. I think we also, when we first started editing work, it was when we were in school and we had pieces of paper and pens and that's when we were developing our habits. And so I think there's also something that's really comforting about editing that way because it's something that feels familiar and at least for me, getting back to the core of who I am as a writer versus using some system that you know has, has come about later, which of course I'm going to edit in Word. I'm going to make little comments in the sidebar. I know how to use a Google Doc. I know <laughs> how to use Google Drive. But there's just something about when you're reading something and you want to also get the flow in it. I think as you're reading, your eye moves along the page differently as opposed to reading on a desktop or a laptop where your brain is primed to open a new Chrome browser. It's a little more distracted than saying, okay, I'm only reading as a reader might encounter this work. I just wanted to say really quickly when you said, you know, it sounds like you're really organized and you really know what you're going to do each day. Most of the days I feel like, what the hell am I going to do today? Because I'm doing so many things and it can be really overwhelming. And so if anyone is listening and they feel that because I feel like you attract a lot of people to you who are very creative, who are multi-passionate, who do have a lot of really exciting things in the air. And sometimes it can be like analysis paralysis. What do I do next? What I've started to do lately is I theme my days. And in the past, I've themed blocks of times. But what's worked for me recently is to theme the entire day. So Wednesday is all about other people. It's the day where I try and schedule most of my meetings. It's the day where I teach a class tonight. 
it's a day where even if it is an editing day, I have other people who are reading it in mind. And that really helps give me direction for each day because every day is different and it's consistently different. So every Wednesday is a people-focused day for me. And that really, really helps. What might another day theme look like for you? Monday, Wednesday, Friday are all different. And then Tuesday and Thursday are the same for this period in my life. So Monday for me, because I often will work on the weekends just out of desire or wanting to get something out of the way, Monday is what I call me day Monday. (laughs) So (laughs) it's whatever I need to really set myself up for success for the rest of the week. Tuesday and Thursday for me, I call them Thought Leader Tuesday and Thought Leader Thursday. And it's not about other people thinking, oh, Katie is a thought leader, but you want to create the habits that you want to have in the future before you need them. So for me, Thought Leader Tuesday, Thought Leader Thursday makes it easier for me to be bold in my writing, to make big asks, to pitch myself to places that I ne- wouldn't necessarily pitch myself because that's that's what a thought leader would do. And that's a phrase that is really resonant for me. Wednesday is all about people. It's people day. And then Friday to me is feel good Friday. And it's what do I need to end this week feeling good? And that doesn't mean that I just do things completely for myself on Monday. I just see people on Wednesday. I just dig into risky, bold work on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But it gives me a lens to approach the day and also makes it so that, I mean, I'm all about the self-talk and the story that you're telling yourself 24-7 about who you are and how you should function out in the world. It eliminates or lessons. A lot of that self-talk that would come in around, well, I should have done this today, or why didn't I do this? Or I was such a slacker. Like for yesterday, I I didn't respond to as many emails as I was hoping to respond to. Me either. (laughs) It was just in the air. And knowing that it was Thought Leader Tuesday reminded me that, no, you did a lot of editing yesterday. And that was what that day was for. Tomorrow is your people day. Respond to those emails tomorrow. Emails are interactions with people. So it really just helps me stay on track in a way that also allows me structure and flow and freedom to pivot. And now I see why I've created this podcast for very selfish reasons. So all of my very creative and interesting friends can help me through my own creative and work projects. (laughs) Because so many people, like you said, we beat ourselves up that we're not doing enough every day or that we didn't accomplish all of the things that we said we were going to do that day. But this idea that you can structure the week in a way that is a little more gentle, that has themes and buckets that you can sort of put these things into, it just allows you to take the pressure off and say, okay, well, I'm going to concentrate on that on Friday. You know, I don't have to worry about getting behind on the emails Mm. or, oh, I didn't edit that piece, but maybe you weren't supposed to work for four hours on editing that chapter today. You know, like maybe that's what tomorrow is for. I'm definitely stealing that for the rest of the week at least. And, And I've done it. I think I said this, but I've done this hourly before. I've blocked hours where it's like from this time to this time, this is my solo time because as much as I love other people, I am the quintessential introvert where 
if I don't have enough time to myself, that's how I charge up my battery, then I am completely drained for the rest of the day. So how do I structure that in? So in the morning, I have that time. I've done it so you know, my power hours, as I called them, were 12 to 4. So that's the time where I sit down and I muster up as much, I don't want to say motivation, but I just say I am going to get these things done and I just go forward. And I think that people can do that by the hour, by the day, by the week, by the month. And it's really just about finding whatever's going to keep you on track, especially if you're someone who values being able to pivot based on what the day brings or even how you're feeling. It's really, really important to allow yourself the grace and the space to work in a way that actually maximizes who you are. Right. And like you said, it, this can change at any point in your life. You know, I once did 15 minute intervals of tracking what I did just to really see where my time was going. Other times, I definitely don't want to do that because it's it's too granular. But seeing what works for you in the moment, I think, is such great advice. And I'm just excited to see all of the many, many projects that you're making and getting to read your book. What is the release date? Next yeah, year? it will be released fall 2023 wherever books are sold, which oh is a gosh. phrase that I've been waiting so long to say. So I'm saying it all the time. Just shout it from the rooftops. Well, we're so excited to see it. And also just grateful to get a look into like the process of making it because I know fall of 2023 is going to feel very different. And so we can look back on this little period and see where you were in progress and in process and cheer you on for your next big adventure. So thanks for making the time, but I'll let you get to it since you have a lot to do today. 